Mike Dell's World number 314. And I'm actually recording this in the studio on Monday, January 14th, but the majority of this episode was recorded on the road on the 12th, on Saturday. So uh, anyway, going to play that recording, and then I'll come back at the end. And good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever the case may be, this is Mike, and this is Mike Dell's World. Fill in the number here. I don't frankly remember. It's 114 and or 314. Yeah, there we go. I think that's what it is. I don't know. Anyway, I'm uh, in the minivan studios heading north out of Big Rapids, Michigan, home of Ferris State University. Came down here on a, a Beagle mission. Yeah, I don't do a lot of that anymore, but. Uh, volunteer for the uh, what is it Miss Midwest Brew it's the Midwest Beagle Rescue Education and Welfare at gotbeagles.org anyway down here on a home visit for a prospective person that wants to adopt a beagle from uh, gotbeagles.org and uh, it's a nice Saturday Afternoon, figured to make a run down here. And, uh, not much snow down here. It's amazing, uh, you know, 60 miles north or 60 miles south, and there's no snow up north. It looks like uh, looks like winter down here. It just looks like late fall, I guess. I mean, there's some snow in the fields and whatnot, but definitely dry roads. So able to get up to highway speeds. Hopefully the uh, sound is good. I'm still uh, tweaking the mobile studio setup here. But, uh, don't want to talk about that. Uh, don't get to drive a lot anymore. Uh, not like I used to. Usually end up uh, just driving around town. So uh, actually got to take a little bit of a road trip today. Get some windshield time, as they say. Nice uh, meeting with the uh, nice lady that wants to adopt a beagle. Uh, she's a uh, university professor and uh, lives right, I mean, literally next door to campus there. So uh, really nice setup. Great setup for the beagle. She had a beagle that uh, she had to put down two, three months ago, I guess, and uh, is ready for the next one. So that's good. So she was all set up and familiar, so it wasn't a big thing, just a formality. And uh, like I said, give me a good excuse to get on the road a little bit. But I had uh, you know, a little bit of windshield time as I was driving down here. And I uh, just got to thinking of a few things that's, that have been going on and things I've been thinking about. Right now I'm drawing a blank, so yeah, it is what it is. Roads are dry. But, uh, oh, on the way down though, uh, just to tell you, we had some black ice, uh, and I, you know, black ice is just that you can't see it really. And I come up to an intersection, it's getting towards the highway, and and come up to an intersection, hit the brakes, and uh, I started doing a bit of a fishtail and. Uh, 
those of you that are pilots know uh, I, I did a ground loop. <laughs> did a complete donut in the road there at the intersection. Uh, didn't go out in the intersection, but uh, definitely held up traffic for a minute while I figured out how to get pointed the right direction again. That's more to do with the lousy tires I have on this. I got snow tires that probably should have been uh, replaced last year. And I uh, figured, well, I don't drive that much and generally don't go that far, so I'll just put them on again. So, yeah, I know better. <laughs> if I still have this vehicle next winter, it will get a new set of snow tires. But it is amazing to me driving north here on US 131 freeway uh, speed limit 75 here in Michigan and uh, I'm doing what 70 71 according to the GPS and you would think I was parked out here just had a guy in a suburban just go flying by me he had been doing 80 plus and it, yeah, it doesn't matter if I set the cruise at 75 I'll still have people climbing my rear and passing I, I just don't understand what the hurry is especially on a Saturday I mean, really you're not generally going to work and there's no you know going north out of here you know, Cadillac's the next big town and north of that it's, uh, well on this road would be Petoskey I cut I turn off go to Traverse City as I've always said Traverse City if you find yourself in Traverse City you either meant to go there or you're lost because it's really not on the way to anywhere now yeah it's on the way to the Leelanau Peninsula and whatnot but uh, you know that's the greater Grand Traverse Bay Area so I guess that I could revise that but if you find yourself in that area generally you meant to go there or you're lost but, uh, this road goes up to Petoskey and then uh, merges with US 31 and if you keep following that all the way up, you end up at the Mackinac Bridge at I-75. And then uh, if you continue north on that, you go over the bridge, you go to Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. You go just a little bit further, you're in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. And then, uh, oh, points north. <laughs> Canada. But uh, I guess I turn off on... Uh, Michigan 113 uh, heads over to Traverse City. So there's not a lot up this way. So, you know, even if you did live down here, you generally don't work up north. Not a, you know, this, this isn't generally a very popular road. Uh, well, I mean, it is, but, you know, usually for tourists going north, well, most tourists don't go north on Saturday afternoon. They're already up there. Usually coming south on Sunday, so Saturday's usually pretty mellow. And it is, but like I said, doing 75 miles an hour, I think like I'm standing still, it seems, sometimes. Some of the traffic. But not a lot of traffic. Let's see what else has been going on. Uh, I had a co-worker at work who uh, sometime between Christmas and New Year's Text me and said, uh, my wife suddenly died. I'm like, wow, that's just crazy. Uh, and it is, you know, she wasn't that old. And you know, I don't, didn't hear the 
details or anything, and that's fine. Don't need the details. But, yeah, it just makes you stop and think. And, you know, he's been going through some stuff, definitely. Uh, I don't uh, envy his journey there at all. And, uh, you know, we all go through things from time to time. Man, it really gets you to thinking. been pretty lucky. I haven't lost very many people close to me. Uh, more, most traumatic things uh, that I've had going is losing dogs. And, uh, that, uh, it's traumatic enough. You know, grandparents, of course, but you sort of expect that. And same with dogs. You know, when they get old, you, you, you sort of expect that. But, uh, you know, a middle-aged person that uh, you wouldn't think has any medical issues but like I said I don't know details of uh, what happened in his case but you know, it was just uh, unexpected and, and sudden sounded like and uh, so that's just crazy and that's the third person I've known uh, this year or this not this year but uh, late 2018 that lost their spouse suddenly and unexpectedly well, one was not so unexpected. She had cancer and all that. You probably know him, Max Flight, uh, of the uh, Airplane Geeks podcast. And uh, what other podcast does he do? Uh, UAV Digest, I think. And uh, anyway, his wife passed away this uh, late summer, I guess. And then uh, Brian, a friend up in... Uh, the Upper Peninsula lost his spouse, uh, Joe, uh, to a uh, some sort of burst blood vessel issue in his brain, and uh, flew over to Mayo Clinic, and uh, you know, he hung in there for a little while, but uh, eventually passed away, and it uh, it really sucked. Brian did a, a podcast way back in the day called the Procrasticast, <laughs> and uh, decided that. Uh, that name was a little too hard to spell and promote, so he changed it to Audio Attitude, and then uh, he quit podcasting. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe I could talk him into getting back into it, but uh, he was really good at it. Yeah, uh, he, uh, he did kind of the the wall of sound, highly produced, artsy type podcast, and it was uh, it was really nice. And then. Uh, guy at work there he he does some podcasting as well uh, like I said I'm not gonna say who he is just uh, out of respect right now because uh, it's not uh, not relevant but uh, you know he's been going through some stuff and he's actually put out a couple episodes here since since it's happened of his personal show and you know, it's kind of kind of therapy for him and definitely you know good to hear that he's uh you know working through what's going on he's been back to work since then and seems to be doing all right uh like i said from what i can tell but just you know wow as he says you know hug somebody you love because you just never know just never know when uh, that time comes uh, my wife and i are getting up there and not up there in age but you know we're in our 50s now and 
and uh, you know you just never know when something's gonna happen and uh, hopefully nothing does and same with the you know the critters you know, yeah. I'm endeared to the dogs obviously I got Percy laying here on the seat when we do a home visit we always take a beagle ambassador <laughs> and Percy being a brew dog my failed foster meaning uh, we were fostering him and then failed to adopt him so we adopted him not really we just didn't offer him up for adoption we said yeah i think we'll keep him <laughs> so they they call that a failed foster but uh you know so he's, he's the beagle ambassador so he's laying here crashed out but you know just you think about stuff like that you know my parents are uh, are getting up there they're in their 70s got one grandmother left in, in her 90s and she's doing well but you know you know that stuff's coming you got lots of aunts and uncles uh, sisters coming up on 50 uh, you know we're all getting older and things happen you know even even young people you know it's, it just makes you stop and think that we're not here forever and uh, you know, make the most of it while you can but anyway, so that's, I've been thinking about that quite a bit. Like I said, with three of them uh, this year, that, or this last year, that I, that I knew personally, all from the podcasting world. And, you know, just, it strikes. And it bites. It sucks. <laughs> Not much we can do about it, but it sucks. So, uh, like I said, definitely... Hug somebody you love, and, and you know, or talk to somebody. Give give your mom a call if you if she's still around, and you know, that kind of thing. Just let people know, cause you never know when they're gonna be gone. And actually, a, a good friend of mine also passed away here uh, recently. In fact, uh, right around Thanksgiving time. Happened to be driving through his uh, area here now, just with, just north of Reed City. He lived in a, a little town called Evert, out there in the middle of the state. And that was the exit I would have taken to go to his house. And uh, now he's gone. He lived a, a long, fruitful life and all that, so, you know, I don't feel... I mean, I feel bad that he's gone, but uh, certainly in a better place than he was for the last few months. So uh, it all, all makes sense. So, I don't know, probably ought to get on to something a little less depressing. See the vehicle search. It's always a, a topic of discussion. I, I, I went and test drove some vehicles last Saturday, and, and uh, you know they're they're okay. You know, I I just don't want to buy new. I'd love to be able to buy new. I mean, I could buy new if I wanted to. I'd love to be able to justify it in my head, because you know. It's, but you know, you get a new vehicle, and what I kind of want that'd be 50, 50 grand or you know high forties at, at minimum, and I don't want to do that. So I can get a 10-year-old version of that, or not even a 10-year-old, eight-year-old version of that for you know a quarter of the cost. Probably a good idea. But the ones I looked at, at least the Ford I looked at, 
you could see rust starting along the rocker panel. And, hey, you know, I don't want to buy a, a rust problem. And then uh, looked at a Toyota, and you know, I was all like, hey, that worked pretty good. You know, full-size Toyota Tundra truck had 100,000 miles on it, but otherwise it was in you know, really nice shape and all that. And got to looking up things, and uh, they have a timing belt instead of a timing chain, which not a problem, but it's supposed to be changed at 100,000 miles. And this one had 106 and no record in the uh, Carfax of it having a timing chain or timing belt. Well, timing belt's 500 bucks. And so, you know, I, I just inquired to the dealer, I said, you know, that had the truck. I said, you guys gonna get that timing belt and uh, while you're at it, water pump, since it runs off timing belt change and he said oh no no price is the price take it as is oh, all right so you won't give me 500 bucks off so i can go have it done no no price is the price <laughs> like okay well wasn't that great a price so the heck with you so i'm not gonna get that so luckily i'm not in a hurry not desperate not not uh, falling in love with any vehicles that's the problem with buying a vehicle sometimes you fall in love with them and then you'll overlook things and don't do your due diligence and then you end up with a expensive problem on your hand or uh, or something that uh, doesn't last as long as you thought it might I mean yeah there's always dangers in buying a used car because generally you're buying them as is which makes total sense used car dealership can't possibly guarantee the thing isn't going to blow up when you drive down the road the next time but you know, they can at least do some of the pre preventative stuff and uh, price it reasonably. And uh, like I said, but you know, do the inspection. See, you know, a lot of people will buy cars sight unseen. Well, that's dangerous too because you know, no guarantee that that uh, those pictures were taken anytime recently, or there's no guarantee the pictures of the car that you're buying is really the car you're buying. So there's nothing, uh, you know, nothing to replace doing an actual inspection. And, you know, don't pay somebody to inspect it. Well, unless you don't know what you're looking for, then yeah, take it to a mechanic and, and put it up on the lift. But when I buy a used car, say from a dealership, I always say, let's go into the shop, put it up on a lift, I wanna look underneath it. And if they don't let me do that, I don't buy the car. Uh, you know, from a private party, I say, you know, if I, I go test drive it, and if I like it, I say, well, I'm going to make an appointment with my mechanic. I want to take it. And of course, they're going to say, well, we need $500 to hold it or something. I always tell them, no, if you sell it before then, great, no problem. So, you know, you try not to be in a hurry. You get in a hurry, you get into trouble. At least that's my theory on it. I've been pretty good about buying vehicles. And then sometimes I buy vehicles from family, so I know the history of the vehicle. Uh, in fact, I've bought uh, two Toyotas. Uh, yeah, two Toyotas, I think. And uh, one other car from different family members that uh, had them. And, and uh, that usually works out all right because I know the history of the car and, and all that. And this van I bought from a coworker of mine when I was working at the courier company. And this was actually his wife's vehicle, but he would use it from time to time. And 
Actually, I got to ride with him a couple of times on some deliveries in this van. And, uh, you know, was reasonably confident that uh, I made a good deal. I didn't pay that much for it. It had 120,000 miles on it when I bought it. Well, here we are oops, four years later and at 237,000 miles. I just had to hit. That's where the noise came from. I had to hit the... Uh, odometer to see what the uh, total mileage was and you know this thing's been reasonably good I, you know I've had to do uh, a couple of tie rod ends and uh, you know alternator and you know some, some you know brakes you know that kind of stuff tires r- routine maintenance items but it's been you know a solid van for what I paid for it and uh, you know, like I said I've been pretty good about it uh, the Toyota that my wife's driving now bought uh, from her boss who bought it new so she knew that car you know the whole time and and so we, you know we always buy used but we generally buy smart that's uh that's how it works you know the old cadillac uh, escalade that we had uh, when we got it we uh borrowed it for the day from the from the seller and i took it over to my dad who at the time was working at the uh, toyota dealer and I put it up on a lift, and we looked it over really good, and took it for a ride, and everything. And that car lasted us over a hundred thousand miles that we put on it. And as far as I know, it's still running. I sold it, but uh, you know, we uh, definitely pay attention to inspecting a vehicle because if you don't inspect a used vehicle, even a new vehicle, I mean, seriously, you should really inspect a new vehicle. There's lots of stories where. You know, the car got wrecked uh, while in the possession of the dealer or being delivered or whatever, and then they did exp- extensive work on the vehicle before it was ever titled, so there's no record of that accident in the records. And then later on, you come back and find out the thing's been wrecked and it's not right and all that. Now, you know, you should get the lemon law going here. Uh, in most states, you have a lemon law, so if you buy the thing as new, the the dealership has to try to fix it three times under warranty, and fourth time uh, it goes in, the uh, the manufacturer gets notified, and they get to give, have a crack at fixing it, and, and if that doesn't work, they got to buy it back. So, you know, so you're a little more protected if you buy new, but you still got to, you know, look things over. Uh, if nothing else, if you know what you're looking for, at least get underneath the thing with a flashlight and make sure it doesn't look like there's Bondo sticking out or it's rusted through or whatever. And don't fall in love with a car, you know. So many times people will find a used car, oh, this is the best deal ever, and we'll never find a deal like that. Well, you know, I find deals all the time. And, uh, you know, on any type of car you can think of, you can find deals. It's just, you know... You got to be ready, and you got to not fall in love, and you got to inspect the dang thing, you know. So that's the that's the gist of it. Uh, love talking about car stuff. And, uh, eventually, like I said, looking for a uh, reasonable full-size pickup truck, four-wheel drive. Would like to have some of the amenities of the nicer, newer pickup trucks, but don't want to pay uh, you know 50, 60 grand for one thought about buying another van you know i really do like this van it's comfortable but then i got to thinking 
this is a great third vehicle. So current thinking is I'll get rid of the little pickup that I have, get a newer, nicer, bigger pickup. That'll be my primary vehicle, and then uh, this will be the, uh, the third one that we use for... Uh, and, th and what's nice about this van is I can fold all the seats down and uh, all four by eight sheets of, of plywood or whatever, and that's come in handy. But this would be a great backup vehicle, you know, if one of the other main ones are in the shop or whatever. Uh, this thing's been reliable, knock on wood, and uh, you know, it's rusting a little bit, but not so terrible that it's uh, unpresentable. <laughs> so, anyway, so I'm just coming up on uh, Cadillac, Michigan. Uh, I don't know if the the town was not named after the car. I don't know if the car was named after the town. I think the car and the town were named after the same person, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, was uh, some sort of French explorer, but I don't know. Anyway, uh, Cadillac, Michigan, uh, it's kind of where the, the freeway doesn't quite end here, but it ends pretty close to here. Uh, another town called Manton, uh, a few miles north of Cadillac, but uh, US-131 sort of skirts around the outskirts of Cadillac, so you don't actually go through, go around. And uh, I'm just on the southern edge of the Cadillac area. Uh, it's a pretty nice town, uh, a small town, obviously they all are up here. Traverse City being the biggest one. Cadillac being quite a bit smaller. Petoskey is quite a bit smaller. Charlevoix, all that. So, you talk about Michigan all the time, don't I? Anyway, so that'll do it for uh, this segment anyway. I think I'm going to uh, get off the freeway here and uh, hit, uh, hit the rest stop coming up. Okay, well, Let's see, uh, sorry about the little bit of uh, background noise there on that recording. I'm still sort of working out how it is uh, I, I want to record mobile, but uh, I think it uh, sounded all right, considering. And uh really don't have much more to say other than uh, I made it home. Everything was uh, cool, the, the Beagle... Uh, was happy to be home and yeah, all that good stuff. You know how it is. And then uh, I got a bunch of other stuff done. One one thing I do want to mention, not not that it, uh, it's going to be an overall uh, subject of my podcast, but uh, I am uh, on the low-carb diet and uh, successfully lost about six pounds so far. So uh, wish me luck on that front. Anyway, catch me later.